0: Hey, this is Marcus Allen, and I'm on Chasing Birdies.
1: What's up, everybody? Here we are again for another episode of Chasing Birdies. Mr. Peppy, my man. We're shaking bacon. Hey, here we are, man. We live and well. It's almost that full season of golf right in front of us, life is good, my man. Chasing birdies everywhere right now, huh? Everywhere. I mean, mean, everywhere. Damn! So today's episode is
2: brought to you by Lynx Brewing. Make sure you go check them out at lynxbrewing.com. They have many offerings in the beer world. And they got the Chase and Birdie Blondale, which we just launched at another sponsor of ours, Nemecolon, this past Saturday at the Masters
1: Party. My God. That was... Dude. My head's still hurting. I mean, other than that little mishap there on Saturday with the weather a little bit, I mean... Mm -hmm. The boys had a great time.
2: Yeah. So uh, we want to thank Nemecolin for putting on a show with us that was dynamite through and through, first class. Thank you to Rocco Mediate, Uh Ryan Shazier, Neil Walker, Josh Miranda, and Taylor Cusack for swinging on by with the boys and having a good time.
1: Swinging on by and throwing back some beers. And
2: yeah, it was was awesome. Again, go check out nemecolon.com. It's Mm -hmm. coming into May. Is not that far away, where it is dynamite up here. The courses are nice. Unfortunately, we didn't get to play that much uh, this past weekend because of the weather, but everything's going to be perfect come early May. So again, com. Make your reservation, and we'll
1: see you around. But I tell you what, you got that whole thing down. Oh, that's really good. (laughs) There goes the water. My man (laughs) just um, spilled water. That's all right, bud. It'll clean up. But, you know, today's episode... We absolutely have a Hall of Famer coming on board here. I think this episode's great, man. Like, you know, looking back on this episode with Marcus Allen, the Marcus Allen, and uh, he's just so soft-spoken. It's like, to me, it's one of the most interesting interviews we've done thus far because all of our guests have been extremely engaging. And, you know, and Marcus is just, he's just so even kill across Mm -hmm. the board, dude. So it's a great episode, and obviously we appreciate him, him coming on. Chasing yeah, buddies, I loved him but, chirping me the whole time. And he so it chirped was great. you. And <laughs> I think that's great. For those of you that don't know Pepe, he's the king of chirps. Chirps everybody. It's all out of love, but you know, every now and then hearing someone chirping back, seeing how he can't react to that, he don't know what the fuck to do, it's great. So this episode was gold, and uh, I think it's about time we roll that bad boy into it. Let's roll it on over to Marcus Allen. Y'all enjoy this one. As you all know by now, Chasin' Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasinbirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's ChaseAndBirdies.com and, Holderness and Born at HBGolf.com. Hey guys, thanks for joining us here on another episode of Chase and Birdies. And today we have a NFL Hall of Famer being the only player to win a Heisman, NCAA National Championship Super Bowl, and also be named NFL and Super Bowl MVP Marcus Allen. Marcus, thank you so much.
0: Well, great to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all out here chasing birdies in life. That's the whole premise of the podcast. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, golf's a tough game. Unfortunately, a lot of people making a lot of bogeys. But uh, <laughs> hey,
1: you, you need those request, to fill up the scorecard. Though.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's for dang sure. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know, with golf, as As in life, you face adversity almost every day, and uh, you kind of overcome that stuff. And with golf, it's just one of those things where you can't perfect that game whatsoever, no matter how hard you practice or play.
0: No, you can't, but, uh, you know, the quest, you know, the the quest for perfection is always uh, great. I got to tell you what I mean. I, I wonder now what I would be doing, you know, from a, you know, physicality standpoint or a really social standpoint if I didn't have golf. Uh, really that's the one thing that uh, me and uh, much of my retired players, that's the bond that ties us together. And, and, you know, we say all due respect to, you know, others. Guys don't say, hey, let's go shopping. Mm-hmm. Guys don't say, let's go <laughs> coffee clutching. <laughs> Guys don't say, let's go to this spa. Guys say, right. let's go golf, you know. And, and it's fantastic because we sort of, we, you know, we run the gamut. You know, we laugh, we joke, we bet, you know, not, not, not big bets, but you know, uh, coax those that keep us competitive. Yeah, I mean, and and we, you know, we get on each other's cases, and sometimes guys aren't they're struggling with certain things, and we lift them up, man. But it's just a, it's just an awesome game, and, and you can have a terrible day, you know, hitting the ball, <laughs> and you hit that one good shot, and you return. You know? and, so it, and
2: that's what's so different about you've played such a team sport, right? In football, you know, yes, where yes. you could rely on teammates. Golf, it's just you. In the golf course. So, Yes. I mean, you obviously had a illustrious football career. You know, when you're coming out of high school, you, I'm assuming you're a highly touted prospect for USC. Did you kind of know this is, this is my calling for the rest of my life? I want to be a professional football player. Or was that one of those things where you kind of molded into it as the years went by?
0: No. I, I, I knew at 10 years old what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I made a decision. What side The television said I wanted to be on. Yeah. I, I said, I want to play and not watch. And, and I really did everything to that end. I really did. I mean, as I look back, I mean, everything was sort of, you know, watch television, uh, study guys and then would go out and try to emulate what they did. And that was almost every day. That was a, <laughs> it was the way of life. And, and I, you know, I believe nothing happens by accident. I mean, I put a lot of energy into that. I made a decision again. I think that's the first thing you have to do, and you have to work towards that goal. And that's what really happened for me. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, a, it was every day. It was not something that sort of it was gradual. It was right away. I loved it, and right away I knew what I wanted to do, and right away I uh, put a hundred percent into it. Actually, more than that.
2: Yeah. You reached the peak of, of greatness. I mean, you've won a Super Bowl. You won the Heisman. You've you've done it all. I mean, so to speak, in your career, right? Is there one thing in your career that you feel like that you were missing?
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to play that game. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could have. Uh, <laughs> we look back and we say our stats could have been better, or right. I should have been the MVP of the Pro Bowl. You know, I threw I threw a touchdown. I, I don't think I right. ran one. And I don't know who they selected. I was going, are you kidding me, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I try not to play that game. Right. Because, you know, I think, you know, what what has happened, it does it does no one any good to do that, you yeah. know. But, so, you, um, I
2: mean, for you too, though, I mean, how much has the the NFL game changed since you've played in it? I mean, it has to be night and day, well,
0: right? Well, I mean, obviously game has changed a great deal obviously there's a lot, a lot of rules today that you know that weren't in place when I played and uh, offensively and you know, everything sort of you know geared to offense and you know guys aren't running the ball as much so I don't think uh, Emmett Smith's threat would ever be in jeopardy you know those things but overall I mean I, I think the, the game is you know is in good hands and I still think it's a very physical and exciting sport and stuff uh, it was not as regulated uh, when I played, it's a lot more regulated now. And so uh, that's why I always take. they should really take a really good look at, you know, guys who, you know, when, they, when they're when they choosing for the Hall of Fame, like there's a lot of guys that played, I think, you know, back in the 70s when the game was actually tougher, you know? yeah. If you're a wide receiver, you can play bump and run all the way down the field. I mean, that's a different game than a five-yard release, you know. Um, and then they only threw it maybe an average of 15, 20 times a game, period. You know, not 40, not 45, wow. you know. So a lot of guys are getting overlooked just because they played in the wrong era that didn't have social media and things like that. That's the one thing that's sort of disappointing as I look and reflect on the game.
2: The social media can go either way for you, right? It can be a, a good thing or a bad thing uh, with a lot of these modern day athletes. So, um... Yeah, well,
0: but we're, we're, I'm not talking about obviously what they do field, I'm talking about what guys do on the field, you know, and. Highlighting what they've done and how great you know they are, I'm sure if if there was social media back in the day, I mean obviously Jim Brown was huge without social media, you know, just imagine right. how big he could have been, you know, uh, with it, you know. So it came later, and you know that's sort of the nature of the being born at a certain time.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's the truth, and and obviously before we jump into some golf talk here, you know, one of the biggest changes in landscapes that I've seen here is with the NIL for college athletes. <laughs> And, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I just look at, for example, you know, basketball now, and these players, you know, they're, they're being able to be lured by the money, and, and I don't disagree with them being paid to a degree in some way or shape or form, but what, what I'm saying is it actually changes the whole atmosphere of college recruiting, and are you going to be on this team for
0: four years? I mean, that's just – that would be tough for a coach. And you can conceivably you know, see a guy. I, I mean, if things aren't going the way that he wants them to be, you know, three colleges in four years. Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I certainly, I, you know, when he, I guess, when you open that door, I I don't think they imagine it being like this. Imagine a guy, because uh, I think the kid from Georgia, right, uh, winning the national championship as a wide receiver, leaving, then going to Alabama. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. No, it Boy, is. Would you think you would stay there <laughs> after winning the national championship? But, um, you know, the opportunity to go someplace else, I mean, that's what really America's all about. You know, we didn't have that luxury in in football when I, I arrived. There wasn't free agency, and certainly uh, free agencies improved the lives of uh, many that have followed uh, after we sort of, uh, you know, through the National Football League. Which is what we wanted, you know, because we wanted things to improve. We wanted guys to have the freedom to uh, exercise their um, their right to move, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to go better their situation. And so the same thing has happened in college football, but <laughs> I don't think it, <laughs> we expect it to be this crazy. No, you know, I I uh, I thought USC uh, would take a year or two to get back. I think overnight they're 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 in a the playoff conversation already.
1: Yeah. Exactly and just I to
0: uh, yeah transfer transfers,
1: portal. yeah, exactly, and I know one of the uh, coaches from USC left there and they came over our way to WVU this year with with Neil Brown, so hopefully I know you're a USC guy, obviously I'm a mountaineer fan, which uh, we got to turn it around a little bit, but at um, any rate, no it's just a crazy thing to think about, but getting into the golf talk, Marcus, I understand you okay. are a, a,
0: one question real quick. Is that where, is that where Jerry went?
1: Uh, Jerry?
0: Jerry West? Jerry West.
1: Yeah, yep. Yep. he was there. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. I love Jerry West, dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's the best. And he's a great golfer. Probably not you know, as good as he was back in the day, but since we're talking about golf, he, he could not only shoot it, he could hit it, too. <laughs> Jerry West. My the man, he,
1: I played golf with him at the Greenbrier about five years ago. I've never played with anybody in my life that has played golf as fast as Jerry West. He's in his car 30 yards ahead of me, and I'm in the fairway, and I'm like, I, what do you say to the guy? He's the logo. You're not going to say, hey, can you move? You're just going to say, all right, I'm pl- I got to play at his pace. <laughs> I mean, literally played, like, so fast. But, yeah, so he's definitely an avid little golfer there. And, obviously, his son married Michelle Wee, so, I mean – Staying in the family a little bit there with that golf.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Awesome.
1: The Marcus Allen Charity Golf Tournament. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: It, oh, this would be my 20th year. Wow. I imagine that. You know, um, Little did I know that I would love golf as much as I do. And then it would be a vehicle to raise uh, money to help so many people. Some of the beneficiaries are uh, all, All-Stars Helping Kids, which uh, which Ronnie lost the charity for many, many years. And Fresh Start is a foundation that grants uh, surgical gifts to kids. You know, either they were born with, uh, you know, deformity or tragedy, as uh, accident or some type. And, you know, we just, our doctors, uh, you know, donate their, uh, you know, surgical gifts for free and change the lives of these kids. And so that's something that's really important to me. Um, there's a foundation called, a called The Laureus Foundation, which is a Sports for Good Foundation. I use the sport to, you um, as a tool for social change, and, and really to, you know, get kids off the street. I support Jackie Joyner, who I mean, who's who's an Olympian, really. I mean, as we know, one of the world's greatest athletes, but uh, few people know that she has uh, really made an uh, an Olympic effort to help the kids in one of the toughest communities in the country, uh, East St. Louis, the Jackie Joyner Center. So I support her. Just a few other charities like that, you know, just. I believe you're rich by what you give before what you keep, you know. Yep. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I've been blessed beyond measure, you know, and so I think the guys who are aware understand that trophies get old and dusty, and but what you do for your fellow man lasts. I think that's the key.
1: Yeah, no, that is key there. And so the, do these, your golf tournaments, are they all on the West Coast? I know you had one at Aviara, which Jonathan and I played there a couple times.
0: It's a great spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great spot. Um, yes, I just have one on the West Coast. I'm considering uh, one in Atlanta, uh, but have to have you know some discussions uh, regarding that. But we'll see. I'm living in the South now, and there's some beautiful courses out here. Uh, I play a great deal with Jerome Bettis and Vince Carter and Clyde Drexler and a bunch of guys. We have a, we have a great time out here.
2: So my man Vince Carter, man, I love that guy. In Nor- when he was at UNC, he could jump out of a damn gym.
0: Yeah, he's a good dude. Matter of fact, he told me to tell you hi for I ran into you. So I'm oh, yeah. He was asking about you. Yeah, we
2: go, we go back. He's probably he listening to the show.
0: Hi, right, Marcus. <laughs> he said, Are you tripping he, me a little bit, he, bud? Yeah, he said he, uh, he, said, he, he said you dunked on him, man. Is that yeah. true? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he don't even have to jump to dunk on him. Oh,
0: shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny, though. Down there in Georgia, we went down and played Peachtree Golf Club. Um, oh, yeah. And I know Jerome, you know, I know he's addicted to golf, too. I got was out at his, uh, well, actually not his, but one of those charity events last February in Scottsdale. And, you know, got to meet him, obviously, through Beth. But, uh, yeah, that whole area down there. So you're outside of Atlanta then, Marcus?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's polluted with good golf. And we belong to the same club, uh, Golf Club of Georgia. Yeah. And uh, we play usually you know, when the weather gets well. At least one time a week, maybe two if we're, uh, if we're lucky, you know. But we're, we're um, you know, that's our locker room. That's, that's, that's it? That's our locker room today. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the guys go hang out. So what's the handicap looking like these days? No, oh, man. And today, I mean, it's like, it's been a struggle. It's been a physical struggle. My back's been bothering me. And you know when you lower back, it, you know, it's like, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, and so that's been sort of my number one, you know, issue lately. i have been working on that to get that stronger and stuff, so I can actually use my legs instead of playing top down golf. I'm 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 a single digit handicapper, but I've been playing really really badly, you know, and that's and that's what golf is. I mean, Mm -hmm. one day you you shoot lights out, and then the next day, man. You, don't, you know, don't know who it's like you are. The first time ever played. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, what that's what drives you crazy about golf.
2: That's what's chasing I birdies. The, uh,
0: yeah, I, I <laughs> Or bogeys. I played the, the event at um, what used to be called the Diamond uh, Resort is. I think the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't I have to remember the event, uh, the, the complete name because it's a very long name. Uh, but it was a it was a great great, great event, and we played it. Oh, what's the course there. I mean, it was hard, too. The course was hard. I mean, if you hit it off the rough, especially again, with the lower back, everything top-down, mm-hmm. and you hit the rough, you couldn't advance it out and stuff, and it was just, oh, was Is that Lake On Nona? Lake Nona, yeah. That's hard already, right? Oh, my Eagle God. Even when you play it, so. though. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, I I mean, you're a single-digit
2: handicap. That's pretty impressive, Marcus. What's the strength of your game?
0: Uh, Irons, normally, and and, and I'm a good putter. Uh, You know, my big challenge is absolutely. Yeah, I'm. um, Obviously, my you know great challenge is obviously getting you know the ball in the fairway. When i you know if I if I drive it well, I'm 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 dangerous dude. I mean, it's actually over. It's over. So guys, don't even show up. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Or yeah. just, you know, just uh, just send him. here's an app, just send me the money right now. Yeah. We go.
2: The bus just stays <laughs> in the cart, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what I tell him, man. I said, hey, hey, bus, what are you doing with that stealer cover head, you know? <laughs> you, you're going to force me to bring my, my red cover head out? Mm-hmm. Don't force me to do that, I tell him. <laughs> so we laugh and joke a lot. We, we have so much fun out there, and you really find out a lot about people on the golf course, too. You know, whether they're... Um, honest people you know whether they're just you know genuinely light-hearted people and you know we don't get too upset of course because we're competitive we get a little you know annoyed at ourselves but like that but we we, we, we have really have a good time it's a great fellowship out there and this is the one thing we can do for the rest of our lives yeah
2: so. and that's the cool thing like i play golf with my my dad still i can play golf with my son where what other sport can you do that in and you're outside and it's beautiful out right I,
0: you, you can't, There's, you can't. I mean, I was just talking to somebody the other day who just told me they were 50-something, they were playing basketball, and they did, I don't know, they hurt themselves. And of course you hurt yourself. <laughs> dude. You can't do that stuff anymore, right? Yeah, right? We can't go out and play football anymore. We can't go out <laughs> and try to go play some basketball. I mean, the only thing I would do in the basketball course is play horse. That's it. Yeah, that's all. And it always. certainly doesn't involve any jumping, you know what I mean? So but the one thing we can do is golf. And we can do it for a long time because you could always have the group of guys that, you know, that you play with. And right now we try to see the whole course. We always laugh at one day, guys, we're going to be moving up to those red T's. You know? Right, the
2: senior tees. you're going to be <laughs> moving not, up to, boys.
0: Yeah. But not anytime soon. No, not anytime soon. We're gonna try to do the entire course, and we're gonna try to hit as far as we can, and we're gonna try to play the young man's game. But it's it's just, the quest of uh, to be great is is fantastic, and I I've been extremely fortunate, guys. Extremely fortunate, man, when it comes to to golf. And you know, I, I played with Arnold Palmer. I don't know how many times. Oh wow! So. I've gone I've gone to Latrobe and, and saw Arnold up there. Uh, Mario Lemieux have it, and again, up there.
2: Yeah, and I'm a cool um, one. But I,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I used to play also, but I played with almost the Bob Hope many years ago. I played with uh, Curtis Strange. I played with Mark Mira. I mean, the Payne Stewart. Uh, I mean, I can just go on and on and on, you know, and I played with all these guys, I played with Tiger. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's just great Wow, to be you know in their vicinity and just watch them do what yeah. they do and how good they are and stuff. And uh, the one thing about golf, that we think we're good, <laughs> yeah, you're, we're not very good. <laughs> Joe compared to how yeah, joke compared to how good they really are. We're stuff, but,
2: we're actually at Nemacolin right now. Uh, they're a sponsor of our show, and uh, oh, cool. the the resort is absolutely dynamite. You probably haven't been back since they built the the new course, uh, Shepherd's Rock. No, I haven't, and uh-uh. it is it's it's incredible so they've got everything moving and grooving up here and yeah i'm glad that you that you enjoyed yourself the mr palmer you know in latrobe is such a cool experience even though you knew him personally you walk into that shed of his and it's like you get chills i mean it's the history that is in that office of his is incredible
0: well they have the foresight to keep everything too you know yeah you know, most of us we didn't even think about those stuff, right? I mean, right. the one thing I, I kept from the old days is my high school letterman jacket, which is really kind of cool because I had the audacity to put Mister on it. You know, seventeen <laughs> or 15 years old, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I really saw myself as something <laughs> uh, being, uh, or at least I aspired to be somebody great. And stuff, but uh, I, I didn't keep all the stuff that I, and I wish I did now, but. Uh, because when you have a son, you want to, like, give everything to him and stuff. But I, I think I've won a, a, a few awards over the years that that belong to him. Everything well, everything that I do is for my child and stuff. So, mm-hmm. And I certainly want to leave a legacy and be a great dad, first and foremost. That's uh, the number one thing. So.
1: Yeah. No, and, and how, how old are your children or your child?
0: Uh, eight years old. Wow. I got a late start. He likes golf. We, you know, I take him to the top, top golf. I try to make it fun. I don't try to you know, force him into, like, you know, go getting lessons right. and things like that. So we just have a good time. And if you like it, then we do. Exactly. The, uh, the ball will go out there. And there is nothing, guys. And I'm sure you guys know this, right? Unless you're coaching, but you have other kids out there, too, that you can go out and spend four hours with your child, you know, with a kid. and. Let him drive the car, talk about different things, let him hit ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you get a great opportunity to sort of shape, you know, the young man that you want him to be. Right. Just by hanging out playing golf, it's a, it's a really unique sport. You can't do it in any other sport.
1: No.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's back to what I was saying. Like, think about it. You know, you're not going to go play football with your son, right? You, you might catch a ball and go to his practices, but you can't actually play football with your son. Golf.
0: No, well, he's- He's really aggressive, and uh, I, don't, I, don't want him, I don't want him tackling me right now. <laughs> yeah, But my point, you know, my Remember point. Remember, I said I have, a, I have a bad lower back, so you think I'm going to you know, attempt to play football? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know he said, if I'm going to let go out and hurt myself, I'm going to hurt myself playing golf. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs>
1: <Football>. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's hilarious. That's so good, though. No, you know, it's... You ever hear the Arnold Palmer story? We had Matt Janello on here a while back. He's, you know, he's out on the West Coast, but um, the... what is Who was that? Joe DiMaggio, I think. Yeah, did you ever hear that story, Marcus, with Arnold Palmer and Joe DiMaggio?
0: No, 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 so, I haven't.
1: So, uh, in
2: 1960, the Sports Illustrated gave the Sportsman of the Month award away, and at the end of the year, you know, all 12 contestants went to to New York for, the, for a dinner and Mr. Palmer got named one of the you know athletes of the month for Sports Illustrated. He's at the dinner. He goes to get on the elevator. Joe DiMaggio standing right there. He looks over at him and says, what the fuck are you doing here? And he says, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He goes to dinner. Dinner goes on. Presentation, 1960 Sportsman of the Year Award goes to Arnold Palmer. So Arnold Palmer walks by him he says, "What the fuck are you doing here?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I it was great Oh he was great
2: One of the best stories I mean oh, incredible yeah. so
0: I mean I saw him uh, I saw him at Bay Hill uh, I think this was maybe a year before he passed him like that uh, and it was um, and he was Vintage Arnold he's just great he's always i mean just Is welcoming and and gracious, and you know, it's just he was awesome. Yeah, I mean he's an army of people, and I know that I I know the reason why.
2: He's a gem. I mean, he's one of a kind. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, even just you think about like just him signing autographs for every single person, and how clear he made sure that the kid could read it and know that it was Arnold Palmer signed. Just small stuff like that that people nowadays don't really do. They don't care. They just scribble their name, and on we go.
0: Right. Well, this is my, my thought on that, guys. I mean, honestly, to sign an autograph, that certainly may mean a lot to a person, right? They may look back and see that. But to me, it's like it's pointless if we don't connect as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, what, and 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 especially with what has transpired the last couple of years. Uh, in my opinion, they've tried to, you know, separate us from each other and stuff. And to me, it's more important than ever to be um, you know, together. You know, and to realize that we're all brothers and sisters. You know, I mean, frankly, that's what it should be. We're all a community. One of the things that Jerome and I did is I went to the uh, the the guy who owns um, the golf course, uh, Country Club of Georgia, and I said, "Listen, can we can we do a Q and A? You know, I want I want to meet some of the members. I want to get to know these guys. I want to know because this is our community. You know, and mm-hmm. we're no man's an island. We're not here by ourselves." Mm-hmm. it's sort of foolish, man, to go through life not connecting with people and not meeting people. And, you know, um, so I think those things are really important. So when I when I actually go out and do a signing or something like that, I'm actually engaging people. Some of the people that are, you know, working don't particularly like it because they want me to get, you know, in and out and mm-hmm. done, you know. But I was going like, what is the part? What is, like, I can't just come here and just like sign autographs, keep my head down and just like, you know, let people go by. I mean, mm-hmm. that's crazy. What is, what is the point? Yeah. That's not
2: the point of life. I, I asked Padraig Harrington. We I was inside the ropes with him at the U.S. Open at Oakmont one year. and never, you know, you, I've never been inside the ropes where people were shoving stuff in your face, right? I mean, I cleaned toilets for how many years. Um, <laughs> and I asked him, I said, do you ever get sick of people shoving stuff in your face and wanting your autograph? He said, Jonathan, the day that I get sick of that, I need to start worrying. And he's right, yeah. you know. Without those people, he's nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, well, I mean, yeah, I I would disagree with that, but I understand the point. But I, you know, I, I would disagree. I mean, he's a he's a he's a man. He's a gentleman. He's a leader. He's a he's a many things. So I understand what he's saying. But he, right. Uh, he's right, if he stood alone, you know, he he uh, he's done a lot. Represented a lot. A lot of people are watching and following and stuff like that. But yeah, he he's quite he was quite the man.
2: Was there ever an athlete of your time that moved the needle the way he did?
0: I, I oh mean, come on, is this is this a uh, uh, you know rhetorical question? Man? <laughs> Seriously, dude, there's only one person that really moved the needle. That was Muhammad Ali.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Absolutely, and I, I had the luxury of. Um, I think it was 71. I think our dad let us miss school. And, uh, we went to San Diego State uh, University to watch him go practice. And I got an autograph and met him. And then obviously I met him later on in life too. And I tell him the story. Mm-hmm. See, I see nothing, nothing happens by accident, guys. No, you gotta put that work in, you know, that's yeah. what it takes. But yeah, Muhammad Ali was the best man. He was the best. Yeah, he
1: sure was. And, uh, no, I I would the agree with that.
0: nature, just like Arnold.
1: Yeah. I know. It's it's crazy to see those guys. I mean, Jack, God bless him. I mean, he's still round kicking. And I know he, he still has some gas left in his tank when he gets on the course, which isn't often. But it's just good to see that game carry through to those guys, you know? Yeah.
0: All of us can't be like Gary Blair. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> 500 sit-ups a day. Sure. I haven't done 500 sit-ups yeah. in my life. <laughs>
0: What is he, 50 now? I mean, at least he is. he's 50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. I, I he's a good
1: man, too, though. Well, we're going we're gonna to transition this show into our last segment called the Tap-In segment. Jonathan's going to ask you four questions here that just require your quick widow response. And our Tap-In segment is brought to everyone by Bettinardi Golf.
2: All right, Marcus. Cigar or no cigar on this course? No cigar. Okay. Your on-course drink?
1: Lemonade.
0: <laughs> or, or Arnold, Palmer. Yeah, there you go. Arnold
2: Palmer there you go Arnold Palmer um, favorite stadium that you ever played in
0: oh the Coliseum
2: hands down it's wild they said I'm huh? back in the day
0: LA Coliseum yeah yeah because I played there you know as a Trojan uh, four years there then 11 so I played there 15 years wow so that, that was home sweet home
2: yeah that's awesome alright this is, this is a loaded question but we're gonna need your answer favorite course
0: Oh man! Favorite course I ever played? Yes. Oh gosh! But it has to be Augusta. Ah, uh. I played Augusta, but I've been, guys, listen I've been very, very lucky. I mean, I played Chen Juice, which is always fascinating. Um, you guys are in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Yep. I was played played Oakmont. Maybe the viewers want to hear that. Should I say that? No, <laughs> <laughs> it was Augusta. I played Pine Valley. That was awesome. That's dude. that's incredible. Yes. Apple and, you know, I mean guys that, I love golf, you know. We, we we try to you know, we chase the top one hundred. Well you gotta come down. it's always like shifting. <laughs> it's always maneuver, it's always moving, so it's already at a moving target. So
1: No, it moves, I know. Every year we look anxiously and uh, we we get you back here if you're ever in this part of the country and we'll go down and maybe play Oakmont, but we'll head down to Morgantown, West Virginia and play Pikewood National. Have you heard of Pikewood?
0: No, but I'm going to look it up after I get off the phone now. You yeah, have you to look, look it, it up.
1: up. Uh, it's number 33 in the U.S.
0: <laughs> you guys, what, you guys do that in unison, right? You guys yeah. look it
1: up. Yeah, he's looking at me and, you know, reading my lips. And uh, <laughs> came out that was as one. funny. I know. I've
0: never heard of Pikewood, so i got to check it out. You said it's number 33?
1: 33 in the U.S., Pikewood National, 7,100 or 7,600. You pick it. Wow. Um, okay. It'll knock your socks off. I'm a member there, and would welcome you anytime with whoever you want. But uh, it's phenomenal.
0: You, do you have Do you have the course record?
1: No, no. I think so. the course record is I, only probably 70 or 71. I think it's in the 60s. I think uh, one of the assistant pros oh. shot like 68. But I mean, it's. I think the the rating or the slope rating's like 78 six or 79 and slopes like, you know, 151 or something yeah, I was high. Say 151. It's incredible though.
0: It's a it's an eight hey guys, mile I, walk. I got I, okay, cool. I got a I got a question for you guys. Um, what region of the country has the best golf course? Um, I think north northeast. Well, I would I would put the
1: northeast in there just because of the Philly section, and obviously New York. Well, I mean
0: that's, that's yeah that's yeah that's a, that's a, that's a region that whole New York Philly and all this yeah I mean I I think. Ooh, I, that would be hard to argue. I just
2: I like the Northeast because of the grass. I, you get down south, it's because of the grass. Well, it gets a little difficult, bud, chipping.
0: <laughs> I I, I well, don't you ever you ever you ever chip on Kukulia? Uh, I have. Yeah, we call it Kakulia. Kakulia. <laughs> <Cuchilia. laughs> yep. Can't, can't yeah. stop at Can't mean, stop
2: that. it. Huh? Just keep going through. No, it, no, no. it Just
0: sucks it up. Mm.
1: I think Riviera's Kakuya.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh I mean, it's not an easy place to chip, man. You got to really have a great short game there. Um, But I mean, overall, I think with just the quality of courses, the beauty and everything, it's kind of hard to beat, man, the Northeast, man. Wow. Yeah, no, I agree with you. you. All the courses on Long Island and stuff, it's uh, crazy. And then obviously you talk about Philadelphia. Oh, we, we played the, uh, you know, I went, to, uh, it was me, Richard Jen and Dr. J. I called Dr. J up and I said, <laughs> Doc, you know, I don't, I don't ask for a lot. I'm not name dropping. No. Uh, I said, I don't ask, you know, I don't like to ask my friends for a lot, but I said, Doc, man, can you get me on Flying Valley? He, <laughs> he, he says, call you in Flying. And uh, he called me back in five minutes. He said, How's 11 o'clock? I said, <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's like, Yeah, the doctor ran just like that. <laughs> it's good to know people and in so the golf world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and one of my great weekends were Savonic Shin- Shinnecock and National. Oh, God. So, uh, we're pretty cool. Yeah. That was a. It was a good weekend. And matter of fact, the, the last time I think I played Oakmont was with uh, Eric Dickerson. This was a while ago, That Now, I think it was when the Steelers uh, beat the Cardinals, I think what it was. And they, 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 the so, following yep. year, they had to kick off on a Thursday night. Yep. And uh, we played Oakmont there. I think it was Dickerson and Dent. And then after the game, uh, me and uh, Dickerson drove over to uh, Columbus. Because the US was playing Ohio State. So we played the Scrawler Court and we played uh nearfield. I mean, so it was pretty cool. We had a good weekend. That was some good golf.
1: Yeah, Oakmont will give it to you, but I mean Sabonic and yeah. National, I mean you you got it all down. You got it all down.
0: <laughs> you, Dude, I love golf. Man. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> you got
1: it all down. I love it. Well, yeah, like I said, and if you're ever getting back up this way to do Oakmont, I mean, just travel an hour and a half south and uh We'll peg it up. I think you would you would really enjoy it. Really enjoy, it. especially because you're a golf
0: enthusiast, and that's what it is. Right, uh, I absolutely do love golf, so that'll be fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that offer, guys. Yeah, man, I we'll take you up on it. You never know.
1: Hey, no problem. And now,
0: listener, I uh, I just want to warn you: I take no mercy on the course.
1: That's let's, all right. Let's do it. We we uh-huh. we we're we're totally fine with that. That's the way the game should be played.
0: The the last time I lost, you know. Uh, uh, a match play event was uh, golly. Maybe that last time I missed a jump shot in L.A. when they had an earthquake. I don't know. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> you don't lose.
1: In other words, in other words, I don't lose. Hey,
0: I I always tell people I can't golf. I just be good golfers.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to have a good partner. That's all you got to do. I mean, that's, that's why I don't play with my partner over here because you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's throwing you under the bus yeah, right? all day long,
1: <laughs> and yeah. now
0: he's backing up on you too, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, he knows better. We we did win a ever guest last year, so we're good. We we got it. So, but um, Marcus, man, we appreciate you on the podcast for your time. Thank you. Um, I know your time's valuable and you got things to do, but um, you know, thank you for joining us here on Chasing Birdies. Mm-hmm. There it is, man, from the king himself. King of what? MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Heisman. And apparently
2: he likes to chirp. I mean, I, personally, I'm a little uh, annoyed with the chirps that he was throwing my way. But <laughs> it was good because people people will laugh at it. Good dude, though. I mean, he just loves the game of golf. And, loves it. Uh, I love how him and the boys, like him and
1: Vince Carter and Jerome Bettis, they get after a little bit they and start get... chirping each other, huh? Yeah, boys down there in Georgia – great that he has a young one now i mean he, what is he 60 61 he's got a four five six year old so he's, he'll be able to groom the child up into the game of golf so um no it was a phenomenal interview there with marcus and uh, we hope you all enjoyed that one dude i tell you i'm a hat fan big hat guy big i mean hat guy, huh? you know me i wear beanies in the summer i wear hats in the winter mm-hmm. vice versa and um the Chasing Birdie Boys, we just got this limited release run of the Puka headwear. And thank you, buddy. Hey, buddy. I mean, but you didn't, know time could, you, you didn't know I could design something, huh? About time you did something there and stepped up to the plate and delivered. The hats are phenomenal. So we cannot wait to get these out. Uh, they're on the chase website and keep in
2: mind it's a limited release so
1: limited. we only made 12 in each style and
2: um we've had good receptions from our previous hats now we're stepping our game up the hats are dynamite right now different styles different colors uh so again chase they're gonna be uh easy i mean they're gonna be like 25 bucks i mean how about you not buy two beers at a bar Save it, all right? <laughs> it's healthier, too.
1: It's always that, right? It's like giving up something to get something. Right. I mean, Let's support the boys.
2: So, again, thank you. Uh, uh can find out all about us. Um, you can also shop on there. You can see all our old episodes. And then Chasing underscore birdies on Instagram. Like. Send us messages. We love to hear from you guys. Good, bad, and different. Thank you again to Nemecolon, Links Brewing.
1: Ooh. Well, go ahead, bud. Well, I was just going to say peeling it back to last week there at the Masters when the Masters was going on you with your 2020 vision spotted a Chase and Birdies Holderness and born shirt in the crowd as Tiger was teeing yep. off on yeah I have good eyes so uh, I don't know how you fuck I, I don't know good how you friend of the though. show Matt Gavea had on uh, his Chase
2: and Birdies polo Tiger hitting a Shot on the par 3, 16. And there he is, standing right there, boys. I mean, I hey, Tiger's wearing Foot Joy golf shoes. You never know. He might be wearing a
1: Holderness Unborn Chasing Birdies polo one day. Kids can dream. <laughs> no, that was awesome, though. So we uh, appreciate the love, the listens, y'all for tuning in here on Chasing and Birdies. And uh, stay tuned for our next episode. You know, give us a subscribe here on Apple or Spotify and, um, you know, keep this thing rolling. We, we definitely appreciate the love. Look forward to getting these hats out to market and just getting into golf season. You know, we're always open to taking on some folks out there. If y'all want to play some golf, we'd we love to do that.
2: It'll just keep the love going. Um, you know, uh, sip it and chip it. And uh, again, thank you, Nemecol and Lynx Brewing, Older some born. 44 Concierge, Betnardi Golf. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for standing behind us, supporting us. It's been truly a fun
1: ride, and
2: uh, you take it over, my man. My
1: man, you said it well. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Simpler Media and Evo and his team for putting this production together. Rachel London for all your social media help. And our new social media gal helping to build our website, Jack, at Inspire Media. Thank you all for the love, and we will talk to you all later.